Holy Spirit, would you speak to our hearts tonight with the things that, that we hear tonight be th what you say. We don't want to hear from people. We want to hear from you. And so would you change our lives through the things that are happening here? In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, this is what we're doing. We're going through the book of Acts. Has anybody heard of the book of Acts? Okay. Okay, are you guys listening to me? Who's heard of the book of Acts? Okay. Okay, the book of Acts, the reason it's called Acts is it, an act is something that you do, right? And this is what the Holy Spirit of Jesus did through the people who followed him after he left. And so what, we, what we've been looking at is, the first of all, the anointing of the Holy Spirit in Acts 2. So I, I want to remind you guys of this. There's this cycle that happens. Um, there's power or anointing. Let's write power here. Power comes from God from the Holy Spirit, poured out on the people who follow Jesus, and the result is that they do ministry, okay? So there's this ministry happens, 3,000 people come to Jesus, decide that Jesus is the Messiah, and from that ministry, there is opposition. You guys remember this? We've, we've, we've been kind of reading about this cycle, so you got opposition, and, of course, when opposition comes and the devil sa says that he doesn't like what the, is happening among God's people, God's people turn to the Lord in prayer, okay? So, as prayer happens, then, of course, there's more power and the cycle goes on and on. So, I want you to think back about where we started. The cycle started. where Jesus left and as he's leaving, he's saying, I'm stepping off this planet, but I'm giving you guys a commission to preach the message that I've given you to the whole world. And so you guys are going to wait in Jerusalem. And so as you think about power and ministry and opposition and prayer, where does the cycle start? You guys remember? It starts with prayer. I mean, they have a 10-day prayer meeting. So they spent 10 days in prayer. So we've been talking about they prayed, Holy Spirit came in power, they did ministry, they got opposed, they went back to prayer, and this has gone on, on and on. But we've seen some really amazing things that happened among, the, among God's people, among the people of God, as this cycle has happened. So last week as we were talking, we kind of ended by saying, what would it take for that to happen right here? And so what we're doing today is we're looking at Acts 5. If you don't have a Bible, please raise your hand and Mr. Matt will get you one. Where's Matt? Okay. Okay. You handed him out? We got, I, we got one more. Um, need it back here. So we're looking at Acts 5 and this is how we're going to do this. Because we've seen this cycle and because I've been talking about this cycle, what we're going to do tonight is we're, we are really going to pray. We're going to pray, and the way that we're going to pray is we're going to go through this, the, the last part of Acts 5. Acts 5 is starting in verse 17, and this is how we're going to do it. I've asked uh, several people from our lead team. We have these, these leaders who lead small, small groups, and I've asked them to come and read a couple scriptures and then pray for the cornerstone people to be effective in doing the kinds of things that are happening in this cycle in the book of Acts. Okay, so who, is, who, who stars? Caleb. Awesome. So if y'all will look at Acts chapter 5, we're starting in verse 17. If y'all want to read along with me, um, not out loud, but read while I'm talking. So in Acts chapter 5 and verse 17, it says, But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is the Sadducees, and was filled with jealousy. And when I was reading this, I asked myself, like, why were they filled with jealousy? This was the high priest. But what had been happening is all of these miracles, all of these great things had been happening. And the high priest and the Sadducees were filled with jealousy because they felt like that was their job. Because it was their job. It was their job to lead the people in things spiritual. They felt like they were better. They felt like they were more deserving. 
more holy. And so they were the opposition against the people of God. So what I want to be praying for, what I'm going to pray for, and what I want y'all to pray along with me is actually pray for the people, for the people who are keeping anyone in this room looking down on them, saying either you're too young or you're not worthy or you've done too much and you cannot do that. It's not your job. So I'm praying against the opposition, but for the people. Because look at Paul. No one is beyond hope. So God, I thank you for the people in this room, and I pray for anyone who would look down on them, anyone who would keep them from doing God's work, and I just pray for your power to go out to these people to change their hearts and allow them to receive what the people in this room are doing and what you're doing through the people in this room. God, I pray for these people that might stand against or that are standing against, and I just thank you for an overwhelming change of heart that you draw them to you and that even if you don't draw them to you, don't let them stand in the way of what you are doing. All right. Um, look with me at um, verse 18. So Acts 5, 18. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, we found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. So I want to talk to you about two things. Um, one, there's a website called Voice of the Martyrs, and um, you can look at it and see they have a list of people who are in prison right now um, because of them holding to their faith in Christ. And there is also, uh, on this website, they also have a list of people who have been released from jail um, recently. And so the other thing I wanted to tell you about is there's someone some of you might know. Um, his name is Mr. Agobaye. Um, he goes to Grace, and he's a social studies teacher at TCC. And he has um, written the script of a movie um, and put a lot of time and effort into this movie, and it's called... Um, Sister Leah, I won't recant. And so this is the story of a girl that he knows um, in Nigeria who um, last year in February was taken by Boko Haram. And she's a Christian. And they asked her to, um, they told her that they would set her free if she renounced Jesus. And she said no. And so now she is um, in captivity. And so I'm just going to pray for um, people like Sister Leah and our other brothers and sisters who are now in prison for holding to their belief in Christ. Um, and just like we see in this passage in Acts, I'm going to ask that they will be um, supernaturally released. Um, so let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity and for the lives of our brothers and sisters who right now are um, in prison and facing uh, difficult times. They're suffering because they, they're not going to back down on their faith in you. Um, I ask that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit, that you would bring them strength, that if they feel hopeless, that you would fill them with the hope that they have in you, um, that they would have courage and boldness, that they would not be living in fear, that they would be able to love people in the face of cruelty, 
And I also pray, Lord, that um, you would work in the governments and in the world leaders of powerful countries, and that you would uh, work in, in the prisons, that there would be many miracles, that people would be released from this captivity. Um, I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to kind of go over the same thing. I'm going to go through 19 through 21. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent, and sent to the jail for the apostles. So I want us to pray with faith that it's actually going to make a difference for us to have courage if we end up like Sophia's friend. If we, if we face any opposition, if people tell us to stop preaching the gospel, we want to pray for faith that we're not going to stop. Because, I mean, really what we're asking for was we're asking for God to give us more love for him. Because if we have a whole lot of love for him, we would never think of backing down. So we're, we're just asking for God to just, just really like do a deep work in our hearts to just make us crazy in love with him. So let's pray in faith that that'll actually happen when we ask. So God, thank you. Thank you that we can ask anything. If it's in your name, you will do it. So God, we say that we want our hearts to be in love with you. We want everything that we're going to do with our lives be because we're radically in love with you, God. God, we want to be so in love with you that the enemy tries to put us in jail because that shows we're doing a really good job. So God, would you, would you just make us crazy followers of you, God? No like lackluster following you, but crazy passionate following you. And God, would you give us the faith and the boldness for whenever we face any type of opposition that we don't give in. God, would we not give in to any temptation, God? Would we stand our ground because you're God. You're huge. Thank you, God. I'm going to read from Acts 5, verse 25 to 26. Someone came and reported to them, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple complex and teaching the people. Then the commander went with the temple police and brought them in without force. I want to acknowledge the word without force over here. Because they were afraid the people might stone them. So all just like the sort of radical things happening over here. So all these commanders and all these people in the jail, they have the authority even to hurt them or harm them. But there was this fear set on them that they did not even hurt them and they, even when they had the power. So, and as Steve suggested, like, why don't we pray for the people to have fear of God who are in leadership authority and so they won't hurt the people who follow Christ. And even if they put in us in jail, as Logan said, they will have the fear of God that will lead them to repentance and they will believe in Christ. So I just want to pray for that right now. Dear Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we just pray that you are such a wonderful God. I'm just giving this time to pray about the specific prayer request, Lord. That I want to command, like, put fear in the hearts of the people who are trying to hurt anyone who is a Christ follower. Lord, Lord, and I just pray for a, their heart change, Lord. I just pray that that will lead them to repentance and believe in you. They'll they have visions and dreams, Lord. And then you will speak to them mightily. And I will pray for Paul to rise up among from these leaders, Lord. I just pray and, come and acknowledge it right now. And you're doing it right now. 
I ask this in the most precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, awesome. Um, I need you guys to open up to Acts 520, or chapter 527. Um, having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. So it's here that we realize that Jesus, um, you know, he had talked about how we would face trials in this life. Um, and they were facing a level of authority that was very reflective of the authority that Jesus had to face before he was brought to the cross to die for our sins. Um, they, they had faced insane charges and were standing firm in their faith, though, at this time, which led them to this moment, this moment where they would be brought to the Sanhedrin so they could yet again defend their faith, defend their faith and testify for it. So what would you do in this moment? <laughs> would you even get to this moment? Ask yourself that. Do you have enough faith to where you would get to this moment if you were to go out into the world? And if you did, what would you do? How, how would you handle it? Would you handle it like them? Would you, would you be able to look at these people and go, that's Jesus and that's my Jesus, you know? Would you, <laughs> would you go and would you proclaim it to them even, even if they told you you would die? If you would be thrown in prison just like them, would you do it? And so what I'm praying for is I'm praying that we would have we would be able to have the faith and the courage and boldness to be able to proclaim our faith to rulers and governments around the world, regardless of what they're going to say about us. So I would just want everyone to lay a hand on someone around them. Cool beans. Awesome. Um, God, we come before you right now to ask for courage and boldness and an increase of faith at Cornerstone and throughout the world, God. We ask that as we go out into countries and as we go out and mission and teach your word to other people, if we ever encounter any authority or government in that area, whether it's a court, whether it's a city, a country, that we would have the faith and we would have the boldness to proclaim your name and go, yes, that's my Jesus, that is my God, and he came and died for my sins, and he died for your sins. Jesus' Some of Jesus' last words on the cross were, forgive them, they do not know what they have done. Let us be able to have that mindset when we're going to these countries and they're persecuting us or we're having some sort of opposition. Jesus forgave them as much as he forgave us. So yes, God, increase our faith, increase our boldness, and increase our courage to go out and do this, God. Amen. All right, in verses 28, saying we um so the high priest is talking to peter and the apostles saying we strictly charge you not to teach in this name yet here you have filled jerusalem with your teaching and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us but peter and the apostles answered we must obey god rather than men the god of our fathers raised jesus whom you killed by hanging him on a tree god exalted him in his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to israel and forgiveness of sins and we are witnesses to these things and so is the holy spirit whom god has given to those who obey him so like Everett was saying, if you were given the opportunity to, to speak to the leaders of the world, do you know what you would say? Even if you have like the, the boldness and the confidence, do you know what you would say? We need to be prepared. Peter, was he, did he rehearse that? Who knows? I don't know. But when he said it, he said it with confidence, and he, he knew what he was saying. Do you know what you're saying? When, when you are given the opportunity, it's, you don't know if it's, it might be a surprise. You don't know if it's going to be your boss at work saying, stop telling people about Jesus or I'm going to have to fire you. Or it could be, you could have the privilege of being somewhere in the world where you get killed for speaking about Jesus. 
do you know what you're going to say when they say stop or I'm going to or I'm going to kill you? Do you know what you're going to say? I challenge you to rehearse that because that's not an easy thing and you think, yeah, I I will never deny Jesus, but you haven't been in that position, and I have confidence that you all love Jesus very, very much, but rehearse it, prepare yourself, because that's not an easy thing, and also know that when that time comes, if that time comes, the Holy Spirit is going to be with you, giving you the words to speak, giving you the wisdom on how to respond, and there is no reason to be afraid. God, I pray um, that everyone here is prepared to to um, follow you, Lord, even to their death, to, to give an answer to the people who are telling them to stop, to be quiet, that they will not be quiet. Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit to come on them, Lord, and give them confidence, give them the words to speak, God, that no matter what, they will never deny you. They will never say that you are not God because you are the God of this universe. Amen. All right, and then in verses 30, from 33 all the way to 39, Um, When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. A Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was respected by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered the men to be taken outside for a little while. He said to them, Men of Israel, be careful about what you are going to do to these men. Not long ago, Theodos rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a group of about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, and all his partisans were dispersed and came to nothing. After this, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and attracted a following. The man also perished and all his partisans were scattered. And now I tell you, stay away from these men and leave them alone. For if if this plan or this work is of men, it will be overthrown. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even be found fighting against God. So they were persuaded by him. So in this passage, you see that Gamaliel was one of the Pharisees, and even though he wasn't a Christian, he still had exercised a certain amount of common sense and reason. And he just thought about the situation and was, you know, like, hey, if these guys actually are on God's side, then do we really want to be going against them? Um, and if they aren't, then their plan's going to fail anyway, so why worry? Um, and so what I'm going to pray is that the leaders around campus, around the city, around the state, around this nation, that they would exercise common sense and that, they would ha- that we would find favor with them um, and that they wouldn't see us through a, a filter of hostility or hatred because of who we are, but that they would see us for what what we really are doing and that doors would be opened and allow opportunities open that would allow us to to reach places that we're having a hard time reaching. Dear God, I just thank you right now for today. I thank you for for everything that you've done today, Lord. I just pray right now that I pray for the leaders around us, God. I pray for the leaders on UTA campus, all the way up from the president of the school down to the, the lowest member of, of leaders in the student council, God. I just pray for the, all the leaders in our nation, in our city, all around the world, God, I just pray that that you would just use them um, to be a stepping stool, to give us opportunities and access into areas that we haven't had before, but that we know that we're going to have. I just pray that you would make it easier by allowing the leaders to um, to work with us, and I just pray for favor between everyone, God, in Jesus' name. So continuing on in verse 40 and 41, I'm going to read through it twice. Pay attention. And when they had called in the <laughs> and when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And when they had called in the apostles, 
they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for their name. So I think in that moment, I don't know what I would have done. I, um, I'm praying for my heart and for y'all's hearts to be rejoicing um, in those moments where we are unjustly persecuted for honoring the Lord um, with our actions and what we speak. Um, how many of you have been disrespected today by someone? <laughs> how many of you, um, how did you respond in that? Were you frustrated? Were you angry? Did you feel like, man, this isn't fair? I would feel the same way, but Jesus calls us to not feel that way. He calls us in our attitude to rejoice even when we suffer um, for petty things, but even more so for, um, for his cause, for Jesus. So that's what I'm praying for is that we would rejoice in everything. Um, I really like that verse um, from Philippians 4.4 that says um, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. So that should be on our lips. Um, and also I wanted to point out in Acts that whenever um, there's persecution, their response is to rejoice. So there's consistency in their response. Our hearts should be consistent in the way that we respond when we're persecuted. It shouldn't be one day we're rejoicing, the next day we're complaining. If you're going to honor the Lord with your heart and with your life as a Christ follower, you need to be consistent in your response. So, Father, I just thank you that we have the opportunity to be persecuted for your glory, Father. And I pray for those opportunities to come upon us, Lord. I pray that our hearts would not be full of fear, but of faith, Lord. That um, when those moments come, Lord, that our hearts would be full of peace. That our lips will rejoice um, and that we would consistently rejoice in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. So, we're going to be looking at the last verse, which is... Uh, 42, day after day in the temple courts and from the house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Isn't that amazing? It's wonderful to know that they, even though that they were imprisoned, even though that, that, that God provided for them and they were persecuted, including being whipped. I mean, just like their Savior. They, just like Jesus, they were whipped for, for, for saying what, just the, the truth. And one of the things that, that is so amazing is that they did the one thing, the one thing that enemies and people who are not for you hate, and that's rejoicing whenever you're being persecuted. I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine the Sanhedrin standing there and people standing there, and as they're getting whipped, I mean, they, they're, they're so happy. You know, some of them might be filled with, the, with the, the joy of the Lord, you know? Like, they're just laughing, you know? Or maybe some of them are just, I mean, maybe some of them are just saying, thank you, Jesus. I mean, this would be so infuriating for the people just to sit there. And the reason why is because we look back to what happened at Pentecost. And what happened at Pentecost is that Jesus showed himself, right? He was there. They waited for him for 10 days, and they didn't know what they were waiting for, but they were waiting for something big. And Jesus came, and he came in a marvelous way. You know, like something that is so important to, that, that, you, that we need to notice <clears throat> is that whenever someone experiences something, they don't forget what happened. I mean, if you think about, you know, if you've had a near-death experience or someone else had a near-death experience, it runs through your mind. I mean, maybe you're not focused on it. Maybe you're not like, you know, think about it every day. Um, but you don't forget that moment. 
And so much so that near-death experiences sometimes drive people to do things that they wouldn't have done before. Maybe they care about their family more. Maybe they, they, they're like, oh, look at the trees, because the trees are so amazing, because I almost not, I, I, I couldn't see the trees if I died. You know, like it's that, it, and, and they, they're willing to say, all right, I enjoy these little things in life because I almost lost my life. You see, experiences, things that, that we have, we, we see with our own eyes, we see work and see, see moving. Whenever people see Jesus, they can't go back because what they've seen is greatness and what they've seen is the glory of God. And so whenever they were sitting there in Pentecost and, and they were being filled with the Holy Spirit and then people that, that came to know Jesus, 3,000 of them were sitting there and they, they came to know Jesus. Whenever they saw God moving, it doesn't really matter what goes on around them except that Jesus needs to be made known. And, and that, that is something that we can carry with us. It's not something that just stopped with the, with the disciples. In fact, it multiplied with the disciples. See, we are standing here today because of what the disciples did and what the apostles did. And they, they chose to, to, to spread the word to people who have never heard Jesus before. And we want to continue that thing because we want Jesus to come back, right? Yeah, we want, we want him to come back. And, and so as, as we are here tonight, you, you came here tonight because you're expecting something. You're expecting whatever it is. I mean, it might even be for the wrong motives, but, but you're here to, to experience something. And, and what, what we have, have, have hopefully shown you, what, what God has shown you tonight, is that we are here to say that we are going to pray for boldness, not only for this whole world, but for us so we can move in this world and we can, we can change this world because we have experienced God or we will experience God and we cannot go back. We, we can't because what we are doing is we are pressing forward into Jesus being known everywhere. In, in Romans, it says that the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from Jesus from the dead, he will give life to you, to your mortal bodies, in the same Spirit living with you. Guys, I want you all to realize that, that for us, we have the privilege to have the exact same power and the same God that, that defeated death itself. So, so as, as Jesus came out from, from the dead, he, he defied everything that was, was so-called, you know, either false or, or fake. What he did was that he did the most important thing in history, and he defeated death itself. And, and it says right here in the scripture that we have that same power living within us. So all we have to do is, is ask for Holy Spirit power, ask for, for God to move within us. And whenever he moves within us, what happens is that we have the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. Not only that, we have the same God that rose Jesus from the dead. And so we have this all-sovereign, right? He ha- we have this, this powerful God that is, living, <laughs> that is living in us, that is moving out, out of us, right? And we are being transformed by the renewing of our mind, and people are being able to see that. And, and if you know, if you are confident that you have the God of the universe behind you, in front of you, to the side, and you know it, nothing can stop you. And nothing will, will keep you from being able to, to, to focus on him. And, and the, the last thing is, 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 is in James. 
Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you you face trials of uh, and temptations of many kinds and produce perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all who, without finding fault, will be given to you. Guys, we're asking for Holy Spirit power in our life so we can, we can be able to show the world what we're about, okay? We, you know, we, we've been able to spend this day just in prayer, this, this night in prayer, and, and, and that's, that's what God loves. You know, we, we worshiped him, and then, and then we were able to, to give him the glory and then ask for that glory to move through us, not that we are doing it, but that, that God is doing it. So, so we're praying for, for boldness for people. We're praying for boldness for us. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to pray that, that we have this unstoppable force within us so that we can move to campus, we can move in our community, and that we have the power, the same power that, that, that rose Jesus from the dead, to be able to tell the good news to everyone day after day, house to house. And we are going to be able to spread the good news to to everyone, everyone that we see. We will be noticed, and we will be mocked, and we will be cursed, and people will also ask why you smile so much, because they ask me all the time. So, like, it'll happen. There'll be weird questions, but what we know is that that we are moving forward into something that is saying that we, that we have the almighty God behind us, and that we are being able to transform this world, and that we are asking for the kingdom of God to be here right now and to move. So, so, um, yeah, God, I just ask that, that you put your hand, <laughs> your Holy Spirit power on every single person in this room, that boldness comes and, and, and it oozes out, and, and it's like a fire that, that is just like people cannot be stopped because they know who <laughs> is behind them, and they know who is fighting for them. Guys, we have already won. God, thank you for being a sovereign God that loves us. Thank you that you have already defeated death itself. Thank you that we can proclaim the good news to everyone because we have the boldness believing that you will transform everybody's minds. God, we want to ask for more Holy Spirit power so that you can move through us and into other people so they can experience the same joy that we have, God. I ask for boldness for people that they know that they are an unstoppable force with Jesus. (laughs) They can't do anything else without Jesus. That, God, we are not, we are not, powerful enough. We are not strong enough to be able to do it on our own. We have to have your help. God, help us to have desperation for you so that you can help us move throughout our whole lives. Amen. All right, guys, we are going to be, we're going to be praying for some people that we are sending out to Southeast Asia. So, um, so let's, yeah, go ahead. Just just along the lines of what Daniel's just talking about. I'm so excited what he's talking about. Guys, you just listen to what he said you are an unstoppable force you are you have unstoppable power in your life because the spirit of god that raised jesus from the dead that he just talked about is living in you and if that's the case there's nothing out there that's gonna stop I mean, we've been reading about all this opposition nothing stopping us nothing stop. we are changing the world we are we are taking over 
principalities, powers, rulers, authorities, and we're saying we're, Jesus is the king. He paid for every person's allegiance with his blood. And ultimately, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is the boss. That's the promise. That's guaranteed. And there are people now that say, I don't, I don't care about Jesus. Well, that's right now. But Jesus will reign. Jesus is reigning. And we, we get this, you know, we just, we're, we're not like any other army that comes along and forces anybody. Christianity does not force anybody. We just love people. I mean, nobody has to, no, nobody has to submit to us ever. We just get the privilege of loving people and telling them this great news. So you guys are being commissioned at this time in your life to, to build this great kingdom. And I know you got, you got all kinds of plans about the way you're going to spend the next 60 years of your lives, but there is nothing like doing all that stuff that you've got planned in the name of Jesus. Because all the other stuff doesn't really matter. What matters is how you live for him. So we, what, what Daniel's just alluding to, sorry I grabbed the microphone, but I'm just excited because this is a, this is a significant night because we're sending Logan and Sudanchu across the world tomorrow. So you guys come, in, come, come up here. Actually, Sudanchu, didn't, you're not leaving till Monday, right? Things got switched around, so he's not leaving till Monday. But guys, we're going to pray for them. That we're, we're launching them. You know, Sudanchu came to my office a couple of two, three years back, and he's like, oh, I like what you guys do here. You guys should do this back in my home country. And I said, oh, sounds good to me. Go do it. And then he'd come back two weeks later, and he'd say, you guys really should do this in my home country because it'd be really cool. I said, so he did this almost every other week for about a year. And finally I said, so don't you need to stop telling me what God's calling you to do. Go do what God's calling you to do. He said, you think I could do this? I said, that's why you keep talking to me about it. Stop trying to give me another job to do because I already get enough to do. So, so, so two weeks later he came back. He said, I think you're right, Steve. I think God's calling me to do this back in my home country. I said, buy the tickets. So we bought the tickets and... Who went, who went with us on that trip? Okay, a bunch of you guys went on this trip with, that trip with us. And that was a scouting trip. And Logan was there too. And Logan has called these two guys to go and just love on people. So this is a long-term plan. They're going for eight weeks right now to, to, for some training. They're going to try to come back here. Logan's coming back for a while. And if we can get Sudanchu visa, he's coming back. And then... They'll be back here, but then they're all back to, to, the, to um, Sudanchu's home country, and they're just, they're just going to love on people and represent Jesus and try to set up the platform for you guys to go be a part of serving coffee over there, too. So, guys, yeah, guys just gather around them. We're going to pray for them. We're also going to pray as we—I'm as we, um, going to pray for them, and then we're also going to pray for um, Taka and Miu, who's also there last night, um, tonight. So, Lord Jesus, we're asking for the kind of Holy Spirit power on Logan and Sudanchu that we just read about and uh, what we've been reading about in Acts, that, this, that these two would be an unstoppable force in making your kingdom, uh, establishing your kingdom back in Sudanchu's home country. Lord, that there would be no stopping them, no stopping them because they're in you, and that every opposition that would come against them would be defeated in the name of Jesus and defeated by love. Not force, not, tr um, not trying to overpower with our strength, but by the, by the power of your Holy Spirit in Logan and Sudanchu, loving people and washing the feet of people who stand against you. Just showing love. Lord, would, would they be an excellent example of you, the way that you gave your life 
for people who you loved. And Lord, we, we, we're, not, we're just asking that they'll be able to give every day of the rest of their lives loving people, whether those people respond positively or respond negatively. And that that kind of love would change the, the hearts of the people who are around them. God, would you empower them? Would you give them everything they need? Lord, they still need, they still need um, finances, and they still need a place, and they're still trying to figure all this out, but we know that you are going before them and that there is no stopping them because they are on your, on your team, and you are their leader. And so, Lord, would you bless them? Empower them, Lord. Holy Spirit power in Logan. Holy Spirit power in Sudanchu. Thank you for the way that these guys have served, for the way they have served and served and served. And Sudanchu, you, you have served here because the Lord called you to this, and you never complained. And the Lord is going to reward you because of that. And I know, I just know, Logan, that your heart's desire is to be able to give your life for Jesus. But we're not asking, Lord, that that doesn't happen anytime soon. That he'll just give every day for, for you, Lord. And that people would know your goodness because of his smile. And Lord, also tonight we're just praying for Takakun and Miyu-chan as they get ready to go back to Japan. Lord, thank you for their lives. Thank you for what you've done in their hearts while they're here. And as Taka gets on a plane next Tuesday and Miyu-chan gets on a plane next Wednesday, that they, there's things that you have spoken to them while they, they've been here will just, just be uh, overflowing their hearts and, 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 and repeating through their minds over and over again your goodness. And would you speak to Miyu-chan, your love for her, Lord, that she would just, um, just rest in your love, knowing your goodness. And Lord, would you just continue to call Taka to you, that Taka would, would uh, because your spirit lives in him, because he's surrendered to you, that, that, he, that he would know what the next steps are in his life. And all the things that you put in his heart about the Philippines and New Zealand and India and Japan and just his, his dream of seeing this kind of cornerstone established in Japan. Lord, would you guide his steps and would he know for sure what he's supposed to do? No doubt in his, no, no fear in his heart. With all, every, every step that he takes and every uh, place that he stays and every hitchhike ride that he gets, Lord, would all of those things just be person after person, the way that you've led his life already. And that Hitanatsu Boken would be would be the best this year that we've ever had because of Taka's devotion to you and because Miyu-chan's devotion to you. And so, Lord, we're just asking for a greater grace on every person here, Lord, every person here. This unstoppable force, loving you, serving you, would you give us the opportunity to serve you more? We lay our lives down at your feet. Here you have us, Lord. Use us for your glory. Holy Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, amen.